0: What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Warlick. Hey, listeners, please take a moment to follow at ethosfantasybk on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at ethosfantasybk on Twitter follow now. Guys, we've got a very special show today. We have Dubby from DubNationHQ.com returning again to talk about the return of Clay Thompson, dive into the last road trip for the Warriors, dropping three out of their last four games, and digging into some of the issues and opportunities that have arisen due to injuries, and last but not least, the amazing play of Jonathan Kamiga. So, hope you guys enjoy the show, and without any further ado, let's get right into it. Hey, Dubby, how's it going, man? Oh, uh, what's up, Sam? How
1: you doing?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you back. Thanks,
1: thanks. Happy to be here. Wish here
0: was- for, the, for the new yeah, year. Is-
1: yeah yeah well you know it feels like more of the same here 2021 uh didn't do any favors but uh i guess more status quo out of 2022 is what we got coming
0: yeah i feel it how about you how you doing together these days i'm doing good man can't complain you know it's a little bit of the dog days for the warriors here but um you know we got clay thompson back so there's that i mean silver lining for sure clay looks great
1: yeah clay back emotional boost man it feels good to see him back out there huh you could tell it's it's a lot for them though he's 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 tough to incorporate it's not like he just sort of shows up, and, like, you can't tell if he's there or not. He's, like, the loud kid at the party.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the record kind of speaks to that a little bit. You know, it, you coming off those uh, wins against Utah and Miami, was kind of touting the Warriors were going to just, you know, rain down death on everyone. And, you know, Clay's going to come back. No one's going right. to stop us. And a couple – Tough losses against Dallas and New Orleans in a back-to-back. Then we get Clay back against Cleveland. Won that game, but it wasn't pretty. You know, Cleveland gave us a run for our money despite them being so shorthanded. Tough losses against Memphis and Milwaukee. Great bounce back. Blowout win against the Bulls. And then kind of a a tough loss tonight here uh, at Minnesota. But I think you did kind of speak to it a little bit there. You know, Clay Thompson back, great emotional boost, but this team is reestablishing their identity, as Steve Kerr has mentioned, you know, over the next three to four weeks, they got to figure out what is this team now because this isn't the same group that, you know, we saw through the first 30-ish games. Mm-hmm. Guys, have, guys have had roles shift and change. They need to kind of sort that out. Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, I think, are some key players there for sure that are most impacted by the return of Clay.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, Steph Curry broke it up into three parts, you know, the season up until Clay comes back. And then they have the portion of Clay getting ready, uh, integrating, coming back, figuring that all out. And then stage three is the playoff stage of the season. So I, I think that. Just like when the season starts, they're they're looking a little wobbly in the beginning of stage two here. But you know, the other thing is this wrestler situation is is messed up, man. They're never gonna have, it doesn't seem like anyways, the full contingent of their players available for a large stretch of games. So the things that you talk about, building chemistry, getting guys uh, set in their rotations, may not even be feasible this season so it's going to be a lot of experimentation and reinventing as they go but you know we just barely passed the halfway mark so they've they've got a lot of games to figure this out but it's clear that there's some adjusting that needs to happen
0: yeah and if you're going to have a stretch of the dark days no better time than the middle of January than let's say like in April or uh March so this is the time to be going through a route. I think you know you definitely don't want to start get off to a rough start. And so the Warriors, tremendous start to the season, sustained success above, I think most people's expectations. I mean I think a lot of us thought the Warriors were going to be really good, but definitely not like top two in the West good. And you know they like you said it's the based on the roster. You've got older vets, uh, young rookies. You've got the health and safety protocol. Coaches, even coaches, coming in and out of the lineup. You know, it's right, and and it's not just the Warriors. All teams are going through it, so it's all just part of the gauntlet of the NBA season. And I did like what you said about the three parts. So you know, they're in part two. We got Clay back. Now we got to figure it out. And you know, I've got a lot of faith that these guys can do it. And um, you know, this is also as a fan, kind of the fun part of the season because you get to see them learn and work it out. And it's not always pretty and the product isn't always polished, but sometimes you got to roll up the sleeves and get a little dirty and get some blood, sweat, and tears left out on the floor before it looks nice.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I thought they sort of crumbled tonight in that fourth quarter. They really had the game in reach. I mean, there was, was nine, There was uh, 11 lead changes tonight. They were within two, um, you know, more than halfway through the third quarter. And then, you know, they got a couple of those calls that didn't go their way right in a row. And then they had, um, you know, Steve Kerr got that tech and they waved off that one basket.
0: Plus the Clay Thompson three-pointer going into halftime that they waved off too.
1: Yeah. So I, I think there was just some stuff that was a little tough for them emotionally, but you know, the silver lining is that it, it looks like Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga are guys who can create their own shot off the dribble. That's something that the team has needed since Leandro Barbosa left. It may not always work out, but I think especially in terms of where the team is in the, you know, stage one, two, three, you know, just now getting clay back while they deal with a shorthanded roster. I mean, no, I don't think anybody expected a win tonight from golden state, but uh, they were competitive through it all. And I think that there are a few uh, glimpses that are are worth it. Um, You know, what did Kaminga had 19 pool had 20? Yeah, Kaminga had was six for twelve, uh, including one for five from three, and he ended up with 19 points. I mean, that's that's a good
0: that's a good day for a rookie. <laughs> he was minus 30, but you know. Yeah, Kaminga's Kuming, been great. Double figures in four straight games. Yeah, he's, he's, game he's getting rotation minutes, probably. you know. He's uh he's definitely won the job between uh Toscano, him and Toscano Anderson for now. But you know, the way that Steve Kerr goes, that that can flip at any minute. Um, but I really am encouraged by Jonathan Kaminga. They put him in a lot of different situations defensively on smalls and bigs. And he has been wow. pretty successful there. You don't see him committing a lot of silly fouls or making a lot of mistakes on the defensive end. That's really good. And then offensively, man, he just continues to blow by guys, get to the rim. The free throw shooting has been okay, I think, you know, it's not like another three of ten night like he had earlier in the season. yeah, six of ten. it's not great but serviceable, you know you take it. Yeah. Um, really efficient though at the rim not settling for a bunch of jumpers. The three-point shot looks good. He seems to do a good mix of when to spot up for three versus when to attack. He doesn't like he doesn't make he doesn't just make the decision right away. You can see that the game is coming slowing down for him. And mm-hmm. so that's really encouraging, uh, and this is going to be really great. You know, Draymond Green, the news was announced. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks with that lower calf strain tightness. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an opportunity for for Kaminga to get minutes and for others as well. And I think the Warriors need that in this kind of stage two of rediscovering our identity. Is guys need to. You know, figure out what's going to make this work because, you know, our offense is struggling for sure. The defense continues to look good, but we got to score. And whoever's, whoever's on the floor needs to be a threat at some level. Um, yeah. And especially when you're reintegrating Clay Thompson. And as great as Clay Thompson looks, you know, so far through four games, Clay's play isn't winning us games. You know, he's been a volume shooter, <laughs> as yeah. you'd expect. Yeah. And and I love the aggressiveness. Every time Clay touches the ball, it looks like he can get up whatever shot he wants to. Uh, And it's interesting because he's doing a lot of dribbling, which he isn't, you know, (laughs) historically his game hasn't been very uh, dribble dependent. But I do like just his aggressiveness and his comfortability. He's been attacking the rim. He's got up for some incredible dunks that you wouldn't quite expect of him at this stage. But so he looks really good, but his game isn't necessarily translating into helping us win games. So then when you have like wiggins struggles or pool struggles or off the bench, Bielitsa continues to miss threes and Damian Lee doesn't do much, then it's like, yeah. And then Steph Curry isn't playing. It's like, yeah, of course our offense is going to struggle because where are the points coming from?
1: Yeah, um, we now, really needed I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 that's go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, we really could have used more out of Wiggins tonight. He was 4 of 11, 2 of 6 on threes, 12 points, 2 rebounds. You know, he uh, he did have that really nice side block. side Wiggins showed up. But, um, you know, and, and this was part of what some of the criticism of the Warriors' roster construction was in the offseason. This is why people were so adamant about swinging for a bigger trade, even if it takes – so significant younger assets, you know. Now Weisman is out. Kamenga looks like the real deal. Moody mixed results. I mean, he's putting up big numbers in Santa Cruz. Um, but boy, it sure would be nice to have an upgrade on someone like Bealito
0: right now. Um, yeah,
1: um, I don't know what that costs.
0: elites has been rough. You know, I think that was the big difference. I think looking at maybe the first fifteen games to like the last maybe five or ten games is the bench and the bench production and at the start of the season it was all about like oh my gosh our bench is so productive Bielica coming off the bench scoring 10 points Otto Porter Jr. coming off the bench scoring 10 points and now you have injuries and guys are being thrust into different roles but like Bielitsa is 0 for 9 on threes in his last three games, two of 17 in the last five, and and that's really why you brought him in, to be a floor spacer and, you know, career 38% three-point shooter, and it seems like he's he's kind of lost his touch a little bit. He's lost his confidence in the shot, and he's not, you know, I think at the start of the season, just his threat of shooting a three a lot of times he was catching Uh it at the top of the key and it was pump fake to the rim and then dish off to someone else to score now he just catches the ball shoots three or turns it over um so yeah like you need, (laughs) need guys who can be productive you know i i like damian lee as a person and he's had some good games for the warriors in his career but you know again in the last 10 or 15 games he's not really getting it done like he fights Down low on defense, and he's fighting for the boards, but his three point shot also continues to just disappear at times. And we need the floor spacing. So if the guys who we're bringing in aren't able to hit threes, you just look at what Minnesota did to us in the second half, the third, and fourth quarter. Like everyone that they brought into the game was striping threes. Um, Yeah, some of that is just how the game goes, but.
1: Yeah, their bench hurt us uh, you know, in that fourth quarter, especially. It seemed like that we got a, a real heavy dose of the bench. And, you know, one of the things that I, I thought about when you were talking is Pielitzha. He, you know how you were saying Kaminga doesn't force his threes and he sort of, you know, plays it a little more creative creatively.
0: Yeah.
1: Pielcha is like he's got he, he's got a pre predestined outcome where you know sometimes it'll be like dude you should have shot that it was clearly there you were open and he doesn't and then you know the next possession down he gets the ball four feet behind the three-point line and just immediately hoists a bad yeah he's
0: heaving these 30 foot threes which we know he can make but like dude just hit a hit a few first and then step out and hit that
1: yeah so and you know and and part of it is this is these are the downstream issues associated with having a roster that's in a state of so much flux. Yeah, it's, he's supposed to be the guy that's playing seven minutes. You know, the fact that he's playing fourteen, Kaminga is playing thirty-three minutes. You know, those that's not great. Um, but that's how the season's going to go. They're going to have to get by that. You know, I- Igadala, Again, you talked about the beginning of the season what the strengths were of this bench. You know, Igadala plays 20 minutes, no points. What's he got? Two rebounds and an assist, basically. Um, oh for four from deep. Um, those are there is only shots. So there's there's a lot to cover and and there's not I, you know, the, the other thing is that we don't have Stephen Curry and Draymond Green, like. Any NBA team is probably going to lose if their two best players aren't around. Like flat right. out, yep. just what are you going to do?
0: Especially Draymond, what Draymond Green needs to this team, because you could even see it in um, in Steph's game, which I want to talk about a little bit more later when you finish mm-hmm. your point.
1: Uh, no, I mean that was pretty much it. You know the, the the shuffling that happens. You know, Wiggins has been successful here mostly because he's a, a tertiary offensive piece. You know, now you get and this is, you know, it, I think some of, the, some of this stuff can get frustrating for friends for fans because these are recurring issues. You know, there's there's some philosophy behind the strengths and weaknesses of this roster that are now coming up. Um, you know, not having a center now seems like kind of a big deal. Um, and I know Looney played Cat great the last time they faced off. He, did not have a great game tonight. And that's, that's allowed, you know, but Looney is our, our starting center now, like till further notice. Um, and you would like to think that Bialica could be the backup center and he's just not a viable candidate. So then the Warriors have to look very creatively at this roster that they have. And sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't work, you know, but you're, you're, You're relying on these minimum contracts, these guys who look like a great value at the beginning of the season, you're like, Look at these these five contracts are all on a minimum, and look at the production. Well, now we're on the ugly side of that, where they've got some not, you know, they're not bad players, they're NBA players, they've got some compromises, shall we say, that have gone in with their roster construction. That once you strip away the, the meat it's really exposes the limitations of um, the curse system not being as functional without your primary drivers, you know, whereas other teams, you can sort of plug guys in and, and, you know, the Ewing rules and all that stuff. But Curry is still too good. Green is still too good. They're still too important to the offense. And the offense is designed around them so that when you don't have them, especially with this roster, you know, maybe in a couple years, guys like Kuminga and Poole will be able to carry a team to victory more reliably. But right now you're just
0: hoping. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I feel it. And, um, you know, you're missing Wiseman and uh, Draymond. Leaves you super thin at at the center position. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So they said, you know, probably not until after the all-star game, which is February 20th. So if, I mean, that's another five or seven games, he, you know, he, and then he's going to come back in a, in a very sort of playoff positioning crunch situation. The guy's had a t- tough road.
0: Yeah, he has. Um, and I know Steve Kerr hasn't opted to do this yet, but what do you think about, you know, as we're talking about all these issues and thinking about, oh man, another two weeks without Draymond, two weeks at least, right? Who knows? That's re-evaluation, right. return to play. Maybe throw Kaminga at the five. I mean, because obviously you need you need big bodies out there. What do you think uh-huh. about that? He doesn't seem I like I Rose really wanted to, him to play the five, but.
1: I, I wrote the article this morning, uh, the preview, it's sort of a preview, mostly just an article, about uh, Kuminga, because I think this is actually a great opportunity for Kuminga. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, but you know, the structural flaw that this roster has without having a big man, I think was made under the assumption that Wiseman would come back and be able to contribute somewhere around this time of the season. Mm-hmm. Not only is that not happening, but it's not happening for a while. So I doubt that the Warriors are going to make a move. I, don't, I just think that they're too committed to seeing this roster all the way put together to give up on it. And, again, you know, it's like when people were talking about trying to trade Oubre or Baysmore for somebody. You're, <laughs> nobody wants your trash. <laughs> You're not going to be able to trade players for a significant upgrade without sacrificing some of our future assets. And I just don't think the Warriors are gonna do that. So the article was really about how that opens the door specifically for Kaminga, because they need some front court player to emerge, right? It's not Bleacha. Toscano Anderson is having a tough season. That's pretty much the list. You know? you know,
0: Porter Jr. looks good, but you're not going to play Porter Jr. 30 minutes a night. You need, you need, well, he did play 30 minutes.
1: minutes a night the other night, right? What did he play against Memphis? 28. He played 36 against Utah uh, in January.
0: Well, I mean, he, he can, he, he can at times, but you're not going to burn right. him out. Similar to, you without, <laughs>
1: yeah, he right? took, you have to kind of pick and choose how much, yeah, you can three games off. later, he took the night off, you know, right, exactly. But so they need somebody. And, you know, one of the things that's cool about the Warriors is they're like, we don't need a center. Okay, fine. You don't need a center. Sure. But they do need a front court player. And I think that's, that's going to be something where Kaminga has a mutually beneficial um, situation. He would, he needs more playing time. He really deserves more playing time. He has that, athleticism and the nose for the game to get by people and the Steve Kerr pass the ball around offense doesn't work if there's not an advantage created so they need someone who's breaking down defenses outside of a pass and that's where Kaminga I think is is a fantastic fit Um, especially along someone like Poole like that to me is a relationship that you would want to start working on developing um so yeah i i don't know that i would call him a center you know maybe but a front court with him and uh porter and maybe someone like jta or or even someone like clay thompson um or wiggins that can sort of free roam a little bit to fill some of the holes
0: yeah you need size and it's going to kind of be by committee
1: yeah so I, you know, I, I think this is actually a great chance for Kamingo to shine. And he's got some rough edges for sure. You know, he, he turns the ball over a lot. His efficiency isn't so great. But he is able to do some things at an elite level. And they showed with Weisman when they sort of, you know, three-quarters of the way through the season were like, oh, you know, we've, we've talked to our analysts, people, and we're, we're going to sort of use Weisman a little bit differently. You know no more high post catches as a as a turn and pivot. Andrew Bow would initiate the offense, more getting him the ball and the move and stuff like that. I think that they now are going to be able to figure out a way to make Kaminga's skills shine while covering up some of his deficiencies. And they need to, you know, they're they're not necessarily chasing wins right now because they're sort of just trying to survive.
0: Yeah. I think I I agree with you spot on there. Like, Kaminga and the Warriors are a great fit at at this juncture. You know, he played the second most minutes of his career tonight, 33. He got 36 in Toronto. So we'll see if that is a trend that continues. I hope so. I mean, he certainly looks like he deserves to be playing, you know, minutes in the high twenties. And if, if we continue to lose games and blowouts, it's going to continue to get garbage time. And, you know, I, I think, you know, he's had one game with six turnovers, but otherwise the turnovers aren't, aren't too bad. And they don't end up being like live ball turnovers, kind of like pool or Curry where they like turn the ball over at the top of the key. And it's just a way of going the other way. Um, but I do I do totally agree that you know we, we need Kaminka to step up because someone's got a score and he seems to have the advantage every you know night in, night out. There's yet to really be a defender that's been put on him that's been able to shut him down um, definitively. And it's really just a free throw line. That's the only thing that's really <laughs> holding him back. Um, and yeah, I'd love to see him continue to get 30 minutes plus in, in this time and and really start to develop maybe faster than what people think and um yeah maybe he eats into some of the elites playing time when the when everyone gets healthy and he ends up being more of an established 20 to 25 minutes a night kind of uh, guy when, when all said and done and whereas before he was like a seven minute like maybe he gets like a six mm-hmm. minute stand or something and if he doesn't look good you know kind of cut it after three
1: yeah. And he, he had 10 free throws tonight. Like, yeah. all that's there's, there's pressure that that's putting on the rest. He had 10 of the team's 29 free throws tonight that I think it matters a little bit less right now. Anyways, if uh, you're not hitting them at a super great rate and, you know, the team has support for him if he can work on that. Great. Right? But just help getting teams in the bonus is vital Right yep getting them worried getting a guy in foul trouble that's valuable
0: right because so then you got other guys like pool or porter jr um who are more reliable free throw shooters and, and that just helps right. helps right. with the scoring so yes. i did i did want to kind of come back circle back a little bit talking about steph curry who hopefully we get back soon um i think that there's I think he's questionable for Tuesday. Um, really yeah, do, they we really need him back.
1: They don't have the injury report out yet, but uh, I, I usually lean on guys like Slater and it sounded like they expected him to be back Tuesday, but it's the Warriors' front office, man. I, I don't trust them. Uh, yeah, they've
0: been they've grown into being one of the more cryptic front offices as as it when it comes to discussing injuries and timelines and all of that.
1: Yeah, secret Weisman
0: surgery. but um you know even before you know Steph's really been having a tough time um Mm -hmm. and I think it's really it's a few things I think part of it is missing Draymond Green like we saw at the start of last season Curry had an atrocious start to the season and really didn't look like himself when Green missed those um first handful of games I think he had health and safety protocols or some lingering training camp issue or, or conditioning uh-huh. or something like that. And, and then also just the fact that, you know, all of the ups and downs that this team has gone through and he's gone through hitting the, taking the three point record, you know, getting Klay Thompson back. I mean, just how much attention he was getting to like, Oh, he could hit 16 threes in one game and set the record tonight. Um, I think that really drained on him cuz the last few games he just hasn't oh. looked like himself. The offense hasn't looked like itself. Even when Curry's out there, he was kind of like picking his spots and then would just kind of fade if yeah. if it wasn't him, if it wasn't his time to shoot. We weren't seeing a lot of the give up the ball run around, run more, get go through like four screens <laughs> and get the ball back. So it really, you just kind of goes back to like how integral Draymond Green is to this team, because it seems like Curry, for whatever reason, you know, maybe this this hand injury is kind of a blessing in disguise for him to kind of get his mojo back or just kind of hit the reset button, but he hasn't seemed as engaged and energized and able to be the type of player that we know him to be. Yeah, I mean,
1: sure, but You know, he's 26 points a game on 38% shooting from three-point. Like, (laughs) he's fine. It You know, and the other thing, too, is, you know, like, with with climate change, it's not like all of a sudden the ocean is going to be three feet higher every year, right? It's the storms get a little bit higher, or they take longer to go away, or, you know, some of the seawalls get battered enough to break, and then that causes another issue. With an NBA player aging, and this is Curry's 12th season, I believe, 13th, there's there's going to be some stuff like this that shows up in 33-year-old Stephen Curry's game. He's still elite, but, you know, maybe the slumps will get a little bit longer, or maybe there will be a few games where, like, he just looks gassed. And like you're saying, I mean, they – Not just this year, but last year, too. Like, he's been carrying a very, very heavy load uh, in the playmaking and the usage and the shot attempts and the attention he gets. They're mauling him off ball. It's a lot. So Curry has ups and downs in these years. And I think that maybe leading into the All-Star break, there's like a little mental fatigue that starts to show up. So I'm not worried about Curry being in a slump right now, but I do think it's interesting to note that it it is for sure a slump at this point. And as he gets older, I think that, you know, the the sort of impenetrable super goat armor might start showing some cracks in it as Curry ages and it's fine. You know, again, he's still putting up (laughs) elite numbers. He's, Still looks like the league MVP to me. Um, I just, I just refuse to believe that he'll end the season shooting as badly as he is right now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with all of that, a hundred percent. I just thought it was interesting to note, and at least from the eye test, I think the mental. I think he's more mentally fatigued than physically fatigued. Like spot on. You know, he is. He is getting older. This is kind of we don't, we don't really give these athletes enough credit for what they do with their bodies and, and, um, kind of especially guys as they get older in their careers, but I think mentally and just the way that he's been engaged or disengaged on offense, um, the last kind of handful of games has been interesting. So I do hope that that is a trend that can turn around and, um, you know, ideally he can do that on zone and it doesn't require getting Draymond back because we don't even know when that's going to happen. But it's like the combination of the sloppy turnovers, the sloppy stuff turnovers, plus the inefficient shooting, plus the uh, disengagement on offense, where if he's not involved in the play, he's just kind of, that's it. Uh, You know, he'll still run the sets and do the backdoor screens and all that and take the attention, but just less of those plays where he's relocating. Um, Cause that's when I think the, you know, the Steve Kerr read and react motion offense is at its best. And whether that's Toscano Anderson or whether that's getting Kaminga more comfortable with the group to be able to do that or Otto Porter, whoever it is, but hopefully they're able to kind of build more synergy and chemistry and start to, you know, help, help curry get going and break out of this because we definitely and, to be
1: you know of, mentally you're talking about the mental fatigue but I, I think there was this sort of element of like phew like clay's back great i can sort of take it easy or not take it easy but like now i got some more help this is great and like you don't even get one game of that like immediately it's like okay well now draymond's gone
0: yeah well like in milwaukee and that was a brutal game but in 29 minutes he only took 11 shots and he only had four assists So Mm -hmm. it's not like the ball was in his hands and he was making a lot of plays, which we've seen at times, like against Miami, he was three and 17, but he had 10 assists. Um, It just seemed like, you know, he let the he let Milwaukee dictate what to do and he gave up the ball and, and then just kind of spaced out. So, you know, small sample size, I don't want to like overanalyze one game, Um, but I would like to see, you know, when he does come back kind of more, more energy because without draymond i do think really the team looks to curry to set that to kind of set that energy and vibe for the rest of the group and of course you I, know guys off the bench like because we're missing gary payton too who's also kind of an energy guy anderson's not in the lineup either so you're missing those like thunderous dunks that just get everyone super hyped jordan pool has been kind of up and down too so you're not getting like the pool frenzy of threes and super swag and like everyone feeling that. And so, yeah, it's like the game. these games are hard and teams are teams are out to out for blood. Cause we're the warriors and, and we got out to this great start and nobody's going to do us any favors and the refs continue to just decide that, you know, nobody's ever fouled. Um, so, so something's gotta, something's gotta give here.
1: And, you know, I, I get it. it's not fair stuff, sorry. <laughs> like, that's, that has, that's how it goes at work. When you're really good, you tend to get more work. <laughs> so, a little bit more out of you, buddy.
0: Yeah, but I do think, you know, there's gonna be some interesting dis- decisions or discussions. I hope hope that the front office is having some discussions. I don't know, to your point, you know, nobody wants our trash, so I don't know what they could do. Um, And I don't know what they would want to do because bringing in anybody who's getting paid more than minimum is going to cost a lot of money. Um, But I do think that there's, and maybe it's Moses Moody because Moody's looked really good Um, in Santa Cruz for sure. He's had a couple good games with the Warriors. You know, like maybe throw Moody out there instead of Damian Lee. I know Lee's the vet and has been successful at times, but just kind of seems like Lee's not really getting it done, and yeah, he's serviceable, but if we're just trying to survive, like, why not give more minutes to Moody, who has that athleticism and aggressiveness that could, you know, help help us benefit more maybe next year, even in the playoffs. I don't know, you don't really know, like, when how things will shake out and when opportunities might present themselves.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I, and I think that the Warriors sort of have the same attitude. Like, I'm, I'm sure they're open to it, but, you know, I, a lot of the the fungible assets that are treated as throwaways and sort of like online trade machine stuff, it's kind of a big deal. Like, if we have to throw in Kayvon Looney, like, that's your starting center, guys. Like, you're, you're, whoever you bring in better be a starting caliber center that's at least as good as Kayvon Looney in the Warriors' system able to survive on the switch on the you know Harden on the outside and you know know how to set screens for Stephen Curry
0: like I think Looney is pretty untouchable honestly that's what I'm saying it's like you know it's hard because he he doesn't like like he's underpaid for like how valuable he is to the Warriors but he's not as valuable to anyone else but like even if Wiseman comes back and he's the backup center like he's a Damn to get backup center at that because he just doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't necessarily really? like thrive. He's had some great rebounding games this season. And you know, he's yeah. finishing at the rim, but he doesn't like create his own shot or you know come up with much other than extra possessions on offense. But just what he does, you need those guys who are just always solid and always showed up and lose. Yeah, he's like making the right choices
1: out there. You know, because that's that's the other problem with the Steve Kerr offense, is like you need people who make the right decisions and know what to look for. And, you know, just because a player puts up better numbers or shoots a better percentage at the rim or takes more attempts at the rim or whatever it is, it it doesn't make them necessarily a better person to slot into that position that you're giving up a player from.
0: That was the Kelly Oubre dilemma, right? Just poor decision-making all the time.
1: Right, yeah. And, you know, and, and that was one of the things too is, You know, when he was shooting his way through that streak, uh, when he started the season on the historically worst shooting season ever, (laughs) second on the team in in shot attempts. was crazy. Right. And, you know, and and that might be something where a guy like Damian Lee at least has a little more self-awareness. You know, he may not be as as high of a ceiling player, but he, he's less likely to screw things up for you on a ninth to night basis.
0: Right. Lee's solid and, and his his calling card was hitting clutch shots, which he was doing at the start of the season and last season is he would he would knock down those corner threes at a high clip when he's left open. He would he wouldn't be the guy who could get a bucket in the fourth quarter when Steph Curry's sitting and the game's kind of hanging and we really need to score. Yeah. And this season, it hasn't been as consistent. So he always fights. I mean, you always see him taking the the brood of the opposing team on defense, trying to you know just get a stop or get a re- fight for a rebound. He's always getting like smashed or knocked over or something. But <laughs> if he's not able to convert offensively, and you know our defense has been good, you need guys who can score. And you can't throw out like Lee and Bielitsa. You know, plus a few other guys who, and nobody's able to shoot threes because then we're just, we can't put up points.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, our, our offense is set up around the threat of Curry and Thompson. and that's, they sure smart players can fit in well and, and Kerr really wants to lift all the role players up, but without Curry and Thompson, the machine just doesn't have the the kick. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're running into right now. Steph is so cold that it's, it may as well not be there for most nights Uh, not overall, but just from the point of like what it does for the rest of the offensive system. If if Curry shot, isn't there, it requires a bunch of people who aren't there to lift the team up a bunch. You know, they're supposed to be filling in the gaps around the edges. Um, It puts those little guys around the edges into positions where they're supposed to be doing stuff. That's not the strength of their game. And, you know, if if your team is asking that out of people who are on minimum contracts, you're you know, you're already in a pretty tough spot.
0: Or you're asking Poole and Wiggins to put up twenty plus every night, which they were doing before, but now that Clay's here, they're trying to figure out how that works now. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, and I I I don't I'm not worried at all.
0: No, no, yeah. I mean, we're just kind of breaking down some of the some of the issues because that's what we can do now since the Warriors have been dropping games whereas before it was like man we're just stomping on teams where where are the holes there are no holes to talk about like oh (laughs) Curry Curry only had 15 points and he missed you know shot 30 percent well it didn't matter because Wiggins scored 30 Poole scored 20 Porter had 15 Peyton had 12 you know now here we are like guys are banged up we don't all we don't have all those guys scoring off the bench anymore so what are we going to do um so you know again it's a good time to be in the dog days i I am not worried either i think that this is a good time for the team to reestablish their identity and you know guys can take a long look in the mirror and figure out what they need to do to right the ship and a couple weeks from now, when we get everyone healthy, or at least we get Draymond and Steph back into the lineup, Klay Thompson's maybe playing closer to 25 to 30-ish minutes a night and hopefully converting more like 40% of his shots instead of like 20 to 30%. <laughs> I think we're going to be in a great spot.
1: Yeah, and, you know, they got some, they got some decently easy games coming up. We got like the, the Pistons next. Yeah, we got
0: Detroit. Indiana and Houston, and then that's, Utah, that's Dallas, correct. Minnesota, all home games. So, and Brooklyn. So, yeah, I think we got a good stretch here. This is going to be a good test, right? Like this squad against kind of those wishy washy teams, Detroit, Indiana, Houston, that's going to be a good test of where we're at um, and what this team can do. And yeah, I mean, I think that. That Minnesota lost tonight stung because we had the lead in the third quarter. You know, it was kind of the game hanging there going into halftime and the Warriors came out strong. Wiggins hit those two threes early in the third. And then, you know, the game got all junked up with some, with like a few minutes of some ridiculous calls. Oh, well, that's how it goes. Um, Adversity strikes. You got to fight through it. They didn't. Minnesota just went bonkers and everyone started hitting threes and we didn't have an answer yeah and you
1: know minnesota's an interesting team like they're you know the, that three-player core with uh cat and uh edwards and even Delo maybe that's, that's exciting i mean i don't know how far they're gonna go without more help or without a lot of internal improvement but like they're a team that's that's a little bit punchy you know they they have enough skill uh, at important positions to to get them wins. Like that's they're a playoff team right now. This is not yeah. this is not an embarrassing loss by
0: any means Yeah, start. no, 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 for sure. Yeah, and and they were with them um, for three three and a half quarters. So. Mm-hmm. Not a bad spot to be in. I do think, you know, having getting Gary Payton back would be huge. I think we miss yeah. his energy a lot and just easy, easy scoring underneath the rim. I have continued to be impressed by Otto Porter Jr. Um yes. it isn't like you know being a volume scorer, but it's just all the intangibles, all the little things that he does, all the passing, the defensive stats. He's racking up steals and blocks, continues to shoot the three pretty well rebounds very well for his uh, position and size he's playing like a lot more like four or five almost um, so he's kind of been slotting into more of the Draymond role
1: yeah I, I love what he's given us man I'm such a big fan
0: very cool all good stuff um yeah I think I think that's all I kind of had for this evening anything else that you wanted to share dive into as we we're looking at this next little uh eight game homestand that we have coming up seven games
1: no we covered it man we're gonna get some firepower back get clay thompson some more time to get adjusted and we're gonna get more Minga. and you know it may not always work out but i think in the long term it will
0: thanks for tuning in to the we believe golden state warriors basketball podcast the sports ethos presentation You can follow me at Twitter at SDOrlick. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show.